Continuing in the Hilchot uh, Megillah, I guess we started to discuss some of the uh, aspects of Tanit Esther. So we mentioned yesterday a few interesting leniencies. Number one, typically we don't fast before holidays. We said that Purim is an exception for that. We're going to fast the day prior. Uh, we said Hanukkah maybe is an exception as well, but let's focus on Purim for now. So you can fast the day prior to the holiday, prior to Purim. We also said that uh, if uh, Purim falls out on a Sunday, so we will, or Shabbos, right? So we move the fast up to a Thursday, uh, which is weird. Typically, we delay fasts. We do not uh, bring them, uh, uh, make them sooner. So that was another leniency. And then we said also, when it comes to people who aren't feeling well, uh, women who are nursing, uh, women who are pregnant, right? So we said that even if you have something like very, very low-key, little headache, your eyes are hurting a little bit, you'd be able to go and break the fast, which is not what we find by the other four fasts. And in fact, we noted that we have halachot when it comes to the other four fasts. They're sort of all grouped together, and Tanit Esther sort of stands out on its own. So we tried to figure out what is the significance of these different leniencies. Why is Tanit Esther different? So I'll, I will just tell you, if you look in the Hilchot Tishabav, the very first siman in the uh, there. So he says that there are four fasts that we're supposed to fast, all because we made dvarim haraim shi'iru. Because of four bad things, or really it's more than that, right? Even for Shabbat uh, Shabbat and Tishabah, we're told five for each of those, five bad things. But bad things happen, and that's why we fast on those days. But Tanit Esther is not included in that. So Tanit Esther must not be a fast having to do with bad things. Well, hold on one second. We quoted the Mishnah Burra says that the reason why we fast is because Nikalu la mod al They all gathered together to fight on the 13th of Adar. And because they fasted before they went to battle, so too we fast. That seems like Dvarim uh, Ra'im. That seems like something bad. So uh, perhaps maybe it's uh, a little bit different. In fact, the Ravid also says that this whole rule about not fasting the day before the holiday, that's only if you're fasting for something bad. But if you're fasting for something good, so then you would be able to fast prior to the holiday. So what are we talking about fasting for something good? So we've developed an idea in the past. We've quoted in the name of Rav Tortzin, who was a student of Rochaim Salvechik. We've said it in the name of Rav Shulti. We've said it in the name of Rav Salvechik. It seems like Tanit Esther is not a fast day of sadness like the other ones, like Tisha B'Av, like Shivasar B'Tamuz. It's a fast day of happiness. In what way do we have a fast day of happiness? So if you look, the Rambam in his Haktamah L'Minyana Mitzvot, where he counts up all different mitzvot in his introduction to that, he discusses uh, Purim for whatever reason, right? He discusses Purim. He says, what is the holiday of Purim? He talks about a holiday of Purim is sort of the contrast of going from what looks like is going to be the end of the Jewish people, God forbid, a holocaust of the Jewish people. And we go immediately into celebrating the fact that they not only were not killed, but they were held into some level of prominence, going kaharavayin in the blink of an eye from the brink of destruction to celebration. He says, reading the Megillah reminds us of that fact, and part of the pirsum, part of the uh, you know publicizing of the miracle, is first building up how bad it was uh, right before, and then going right into that celebration. That's what the holiday of Purim is all about, celebrating the contrast of what would have been destruction into celebration. So if that's the case, perhaps, perhaps we could argue that Tanit Esther is really part of Purim itself, Rav Salvechik says, it is Purim. The holiday of Purim, you didn't realize this. You thought it was one day. It's really two days. The first day is Tanit Esther, where we focus on how bad it was going to be, the fact that the Jewish people are going to be destroyed, and then the next day is the day of celebration. If so, so now we see that Tanit Esther maybe is not a fast day of 
uh, something which is bad, but really it's part of something which is really, really great because the emphasis is on the contrast that mea liora, going from the darkness to the light. And if that's the case, we could understand why there are some of these leniencies. Typically, we won't move up a fast day because we want to delay puranuta. We don't want to bring things which are bad, but this isn't bad. This is good. This is part of the celebration. This is part of publicizing the miracle. We understand also why if someone's not feeling so well, we would say, okay, you know what? We're not in a state of mourning. We, not, we don't necessarily need to create a specific mood of sadness. So if you're not feeling well, it's part of a celebration. So we'd rather you be feeling a little bit better. And the same sort of uh, idea when it comes to fasting beforehand, it's not a fast of bad news. So we'll have to develop this a little bit further, God willing, tomorrow. But uh, all, all ideas that we talked about in the past, but it gives you an idea not only of what Tanit Esther is, but of what Purim is itself. It's specifically that contrast, celebrating going from what looks to be so, so dire and so, so bad and going into celebration. Rabbi Hanan ibn Kashi Omer,